Hey, what's up, everybody? Did you guys see the fight between Tarot Woodley and Jake Paul? Well, anyway, right now, me and James going to discuss it. So check it out. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Yamato Damashi podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the Tyron Woodley versus Jake Paul fight, um, given how much attention it's going on. And we want to talk a bit about this or YouTubers fad as well. Um, so there's lots of questions um, that I'm sure people want to know what Ensign thinks about the fight. So I guess, Ensign, first of all, um, where are you right now? Where did you watch the fight? I'm in Las Vegas. Um, I actually ordered it on pay-per-view. I think I paid like 65 bucks to watch it yeah so i ordered it on showtime and um i mean i'm about supporting the you know the sport you know even if it's boxing so I ordered the, and i watched it on my computer yeah all right i watched all the fights in fact it was all pretty good man yeah it was um over here in the uk it was like it, it cost about what, 16 pounds so that's what like maybe 20 dollars <laughs> oh wow <laughs> yeah yeah to be yeah. fair it's rare a pay-per-view will cost more than like twenty dollars. Like I, I always think it's crazy in the U.S. how much it costs. It's nuts. Sixty-five dollars. <laughs> but most of the UFCs are included on BT Sports, so uh, you kind of pay like a subscription. It's, they're all sort of chucked in, unless there's like a McGregor fight that usually costs. Oh, you gotta pay for that, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I watched it. So I watched it on my computer in my room. Cool. So just before we get into like the whole sort of youtubers and how it sort of affects the sport and what your general thoughts on it what did you actually think of the overall fight what what, what did you think of tyron woodley's performance um against sort of jake paul i i think um um tyron woodley actually has more skill i think jake paul is more accustomed to boxing the way he was using his jab and his combinations but i think um you know tyron woodley i think has probably has more power although he was smaller He's a lot faster. He, I think his punches had better, you know, his straight right and his hook was a lot more um, crisp. But, you know, I think the big problem with that whole fight with Tyron Woodley is um, people are saying that he's washed up. And so I don't think he's washed up. I mean, he's still he's still good. It's just that I think, um, I think a big priority on his list in the fight was not to get knocked out. Mm-hmm. Winning was all, all a big priority, but I think more than winning, he was more concerned about not being knocked out. That's why he wouldn't engage. That's why he kept the distance. Every time Jake Paul fainted or jabbed, he would step back and make distance so he can't be touched. You know, I mean, as we fighters, we know, you know, it's like um, whenever you, you're facing up an opponent and you're in range that you feel like you can be hit, that's when you can hit. You know, so every time Jake Paul moved into the ring where he could hit, um, he they moved out and I mean, he moved out. And instead of thinking that, okay, he's in range that I can hit, Woodley was more concerned about being hit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because his focus on not, was, was more on not being hit, he was, his focus was on not being hit and then trying to hit. Mm-hmm. Like most fighters, like, if he had the better focus, a different focus of trying to hit him, and while he's hitting him, Try to not be hit. That's a little different outlook. And I think Woodley was too concerned about not being hit. 
-hmm. you know so he just didn't let his hands go he didn't close the distance when he should. when he was inside he didn't flurry like he should you know, so it was all about you know i think uh you know i they criticized woodley on you know his heart and you know his i think he was just his objective of the fight was to try and win without getting knocked out yeah i mean that <clears> makes <throat> that makes a lot of sense i think i think the thing is with with these jake paul fights is that you've got so many people that don't normally watch fights right that uh sort of tune in that are his youtube channel subscribers so they kind of you know when the last guy was it the basketball player nate uh robinson i think he was um got knocked out you know his memes and all that that all went viral so you can imagine like that's the last thing Tarim woodley wants like he's had such a successful career so to suddenly yeah like, it's, it's such a huge stage yeah and so suddenly if people so know him this, that guy. watching this yeah so i think that's the pressure he put on himself about not being knocked out and he doesn't want to look mm -hmm. of course you know how they, how they were talking before before the yeah. fight was like you know you're the kind of Taiwan really kind of kind of made jake look a little foolish yeah like he's laughing at him saying you have four fights and you're acting like you're like a fighter you know and it was kind of funny i mean I think though the face-off interview that they had, Woodley smashed uh, Jake Paul. Yeah. Jake Paul was at a loss for words a lot of times, you know. So, I mean, with that said, you know, I don't know why they keep saying Woodley lost to a YouTuber. I don't consider um, Jake Paul a YouTuber anymore. No, he's you... been training for three years. He's taking it serious, and you know, you gotta give him his respect. I mean. As far as a boxer-wise, if he fought a boxer, you know, a top boxer at his weight, I don't think he'd, he'd last. But, I mean, granted, Woodley is a good striker. Mm -hmm. He's no pushover. He'll beat most of the people, you know, most of the people that don't train as much. So, you know, Woodley's not, not a pushover at all, man. I mean, for Jake Paul to actually beat him like that, I mean, I, I said, you know, Jake, Jake Paul has solidified himself as not just a YouTuber, but an actual fighter. I mean, yeah. I respect him as a fighter now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he, when you see him box, he, you know, he, you can see he's, he's put the training in. You can see there's that boxing skill there. Um, I think people will always be kind of critical about the way he's sort of picking and choosing his fights, obviously, you know. But uh, he has the leverage that he can do it. But it'll be interesting to see who he picks next, if you know what I mean, whether... You know, does he do the rematch? There's all kinds of there's, there's talks of the Fury, Tommy, Tyson Tommy Fury's Fury. brother, Tommy yeah, Fury. Yeah. There's talks of Nate Diaz. Yeah, I and there's of uh, I mean, now there's there now. I thought um, Jorge Masvidal is actually trying to come campaign for for a chance. Yeah, I think Jorge would be a bad pick for Jake. You reckon? Really? Yeah, I think you know Jorge can take shots. I mean, look at Jorge when he fought on the streets with Kimbo Slice. Mm. Mm -hmm. he fought off huge guys, bare knuckled, and he was taking shots and standing there. Jorge's not the type of guy that's going to be worried about not getting knocked out. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Because, because, <clears throat> because the MMA guys are putting so much on their line in terms of like, uh, <clears throat> you know, their their career, their legacy. The last thing they want to do is kind of look like how Ben Askren looked. You know, lots of people had respect for Ben Askren going into the fight, and I think now. People kind of just shit all over him, unfortunately. Like, despite having you know a decent enough career, I mean, granted, it's a different sport. You know, boxing is a really different sport. Yeah, I mean, right. you can get top boxers come into MMA and they'll get their ass kicked. Mm -hmm. The top MMA guys can go into boxing, they'll get their ass kicked. You know, I mean, 
the, the for the people who's not really into, uh, not educated in fighting, it'll destroy the legacy. But uh, you know, as far as like someone like me, I know that it was boxing. I understand the big payday he got, biggest payday of his career. Mm -hmm. How can you blame him? You know, take the fight. I mean, well, he's on his way out. You know, he got cut by the UFC. He doesn't want to fight in MMA anymore. And you know, you, you're 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 going to get a first fight in boxing, and you get paid half a million. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty damn good. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. What? What did you think about that shit after when he was trying to catch? Okay, who did you think won it? Who, who did you thought? I thought um um uh, what you might call Willie uh, won two rounds only. Maybe yeah, even yeah. just one. That's it. Yeah, I, I, I had I had Jake six six rounds and Woodley two. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. As much as I wanted Willie to win, Jake was more active. He was jabbing more, doing more combinations. He hit, he threw way more punches. He hit Woodley way more. I mean, how can you win fights without throwing punches? You know, so I don't know how Woodley thought he won, mm -hmm. won. So you know, that was kind of weird where he grabbed the mic. One judge actually had Woodley winning. I was super excited yeah, about that. that. Was... I was thought it was the most boldest thing. I thought he might win. You know. <laughs> I was amazed. I was like, really? <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that judge, man. So, yeah. you know, I mean, and well, you know, well, you know, he, Woodley's getting criticized a lot now about, you know, the after fight where he he tried to campaign for a rematch. And then Jake Paul kind of straight up and said, um, uh, you get the tattoo, we'll, we'll do another fight. And Woodley agreed on getting the tattoo. And he's getting criticized like, oh, you have no pride in yourself. Get the tattoo. But what do you think about that? What did you think about that? I, I've personally, I kind of think like he's just angling for a rematch, considering how much money was made. He probably felt like you know, oh, I, I, he's probably got a few doubts in his head, like oh, I, I hit, got it. it was the fourth round, wasn't it? Right where he nearly like he had him a bit of bit loose on the rope, so he's probably got those feelings and it's just done this differently, and if I just done that differently, so he maybe you know literally wants a rematch, but um, it's not something I would really want to see again. To be honest, I mean, if they did him versus his brother, uh, Logan Paul, I think that'd be, you know, that'd be pretty good. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, the thing about that is, um, I don't know what lines Woodley is thinking on. You know, people could, uh, you know, could criticizing him about being, you know, no, no, um, no pride in yourself. Don't get that freaking tattoo. I mean, one, okay. I think Woodley's thinking one if he gets a tattoo. He gets another shot at him. And, of course, I think, like you said, he's probably planning on doing things different. But, you know, man, planning on doing it different and actually getting in the ring and then doing it, you know, that's that's something that i really not confident that Woodley would actually let his hands go next time. But the other thing is, you know, uh, he gets that payday again. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, and, and as you know, okay, tattoos are not permanent. <laughs> not in this day and age. You can yeah. laser it off or you can go over it. So you can put a little sentence on your leg, I love Jake Paul. And you know how easy that is just cover up? Yeah. So, I mean, considering, okay, you put a tattoo on that you can cover up, you'll have it for a moment where he can take his picture and blow it up on social media, mm -hmm. and then it will be gone whenever you decide to erase it after the next fight, maybe you get a half a million dollar payday or, or actually I think it's a half a million pay with preview bonuses, but probably be about a million dollars. You said, 
Yeah. So you get a million dollars. And then whether you're going to pull through or not, you get another shot at winning, beating Jake Paul. And if, if Woodley's smart, he'll take that chance and go in and try to knock him out and mm-hmm. take that chance of being knocked out, you know? So I don't think it's, uh, I mean, as far as, as much as I'm about, you know, fighting for honor and pride and everything, I mean, concerning Woodley did take the fight because he wanted to make the money. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad deal. I know. I think uh, getting the tattoo, I myself probably wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. I was going to ask. But, yeah. What, but, but, you know, consider, you got to take into consideration that everyone's not like me. Everyone's not like you. Not everyone's not like this fan that's criticizing him. Mm-hmm. And they don't know what's going on in Woodley's head. And, you know, I can make an easy argument that Woodley's being smart about it, making a lot of money. He's making, he's getting another. Jake Paul didn't want him anymore. Did you hear what Logan said in the back? You're old news. You had yeah, your chance. Yeah, You're old news. And, and, I mean, Logan Paul is actually totally correct. Ludley had his chance. Mm-hmm. You got Nate Diaz. You got Tyson Fury. You got Massimo. You got all these guys waiting in line to fight. I, I personally want to see him fight Chris Lieben. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris Lieben actually made a call out to him, you know? So, I you think know, Chris I, was I, <laughs> I think that's a bad fight so for him. Awesome. Chris would walk right through everything. Yeah, I would love yeah. to Chris see, Chris see Chris leaving, but you know, you, you, I don't think he'll he'll be smart enough not to take. Yeah, to because because Chris is like like Jake Paul usually likes to have obviously the weight advantage. Um, obviously Chris would be way more like in line with that. But Chris has got all the bare knuckle experience. Like he he he'd be walking straight into that fight. Like I Chris can bad Chris can Chris can take a punch. Yeah, 100 so, you know, but yeah, but you know, so so I, as far as a rematch, um, I don't know if I order it next time, mm-hmm. but uh, that price, <laughs> yeah, I would, you know, but I can see what Woodley's doing. I, I wouldn't yeah. be able to criticize him, you know, hey, Woodley's being smart. He, if he gets that, puts that little tattoo on, gets another fight, win or lose, look like a loser or not, it doesn't matter. He's he's gonna walk with two million dollars. Yeah, I think that maybe they'll do uh, Woodley versus Logan Paul like that. You know, I think they could probably sell that. I think like, Logan's bigger, though. He is massive, but you know, maybe they'll be up. But Logan is actually willing to do MMA. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that that could be. Yeah, he's a more MMA guy, so yeah. that might be interesting because Logan's a lot bigger. Yeah, his, his brother already beat him. Beat Woodley. Take him on MMA, man. Yeah. yeah. So Jake Paul versus Nate Diaz. Logan Paul versus Woodley in the next one. That would, I would buy that. Yeah. I don't know how the, the contract to work because I can't imagine Dana's going to let Nate Diaz be like, yeah, just go take this fight. Like, you know? Ah, true, true. Yeah. Well, see, I think. Masvidal too, you know? Yeah, same with Masvidal. I, I think it's going to be Tommy Fury um, because he's not very well known over in the US. In the UK, he is super well known. So he, yeah, he's some kind of reality star. Yeah? yeah, man, he was on this reality show called Love Island, and in the UK, it's like it's the biggest thing. It's uh, it's the equivalent of like uh, like Survivor or any big reality show that. Oh, you know. or wow. in Japan they had like Terrace House, right? That was a big deal. Yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah. I, didn't even, I didn't even know that. I didn't know yeah. they said that. I was like, oh, reality star. Yeah, yeah. So he, I think he was on it last year. Oh, the, but he's, he's a good boxer, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And obviously, being, uh, being part of the Fury family, he's sort of been training, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but some of his competition he's faced is not uh, not the best. Yeah, that's what I hear. It'll kind of be criticized. 
And then the guy he fought was an MMA fighter that, you know, didn't really have a career in boxing and what one loss in boxing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, but, but the guy could fight, you know, so it wasn't yeah. like he fought a little slouch. Mm-hmm. I mean, considering he, uh, Tommy Fury is a, a quote unquote boxer. Yeah. And That's- a little, and a lot bigger than the guy. You know, I guess he he had he had the pressure on him to he had everything to lose. Yeah, he had to knock this guy out. So yeah, exactly. I don't know. That was that was interesting though. Yeah. So let's let's rewind a bit. So say you're 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 back in the sort of twilight of your career, maybe just sort of post Pride days, um, and maybe even Pride or someone else offers you, uh, a, you know, a big fight to fight a famous YouTuber, uh, maybe you know. Obviously, YouTube wasn't a thing really as much back in sort of 2003. Um, but, or maybe like some sort of celebrity fight. Would if would it interest you in doing that sort of fight where you were facing a guy that didn't really come from an athletic background, but you knew it was like a big sort of money on a big stage? Would that sort of fight when would have interest you when you were sort of at the twilight of your career? No, not at all. Because mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't fighting for money. I was fighting to test myself. So if I didn't think the guy would test me, I wouldn't take the fight. Like if I, if Jake Paul offered me a fight back in the day, um, yeah, I don't think I'd take it. I, no. I wouldn't be interested because I wouldn't think it'd be something that would teach me something about myself in the ring. So, you know, that's, it might be stupid because I might be missing a huge payday, but I mean, my, my objective wasn't for money. My objective was to test myself and fight for my honor. And I didn't think that that would be considered fighting for my honor, fighting some, you know, guy that's not a true fighter. Mm-hmm. Now, whether I could win or lose, you know, if I really thought that I could, I like if I were to consider myself, you know, you know, like like Woodley, you know, being being in the, the sport, although it's not boxing, but it is a combat sport, for that much longer, I wouldn't think that he would have a chance. So I wouldn't think that I'd be pushed to a type of limit that I would want to learn about myself. So, yeah, I wouldn't take it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. So what about, um, obviously, uh, with a lot of the MMA guys that are sort of transitioning into like a into the boxing world, um, we see that there's going to be Tito versus Samson Silver in, uh, in, in boxing. Um, would that sort of thing appeal to you if, uh, if, if, if the right offer was there, sort of go into, uh, you know, purely boxing or purely maybe a K1 fight. Um, with, with that sort of thing, do you think, in something that you might have considered? I was actually trying to do that at the end of my career. Really? So um, I felt that MMA, I felt, you know, like I, there was nothing else for me to learn in the ring. I felt real comfortable in the ring. And I, I, after the Igor fight, I thought there was nothing else that would bring me the adversity that Igor did. So I wasn't interested, but I did want to get in the Muay Thai ring once, and I did want to get into um, the kickboxing once. So first I was trying to do a Muay Thai fight. So I talked to, you know, rest in peace, the late Santi and Noi. Mm-hmm. And he um, actually had me to be fighting. They have a big event in the, I think in, uh, I want to say January of every year, the King's birthday. And there's like, uh, I mean, they say that uh, over 200,000 people come to watch the fight. But not necessarily because there's 200,000 people. It's a huge festival in the park. Right. John Wayne Parr has fit, fought in a lot. I've actually watched John Wayne fight in a couple times. Mm-hmm. And there's like shows, songs, everything. And there's a ring in the middle of it. Wow. 
Yeah. So there's 200,000, over 200,000 people in the park. The king's uh, palace is lit up. And it's like a it's like a performance for the king. So I was actually um, contracted to fight on one of those. Mm-hmm. Went into Thailand, moved to Thailand to train for it. And on the second week of training, I hurt my knee. Shit. So my student, Ricky, um, one of my students took my place. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, so I actually was contracted. I did want to get in the ring. I, you know, I didn't say I could win, but I thought I wanted the experience to test myself. So yes. I did want to do that. And, you know, after the knee, the knee went real bad. So, I, you know, I couldn't heal it. And as I got older, I just thought, you know, it's time to close the door. Mm-hmm. But that never happened. I did want to test myself in those those two rings and have that opportunity, but I never did. So yeah, answer your question. Yes, I, yeah. would, I would love to do that. Oh, that's cool. It's, it's interesting that um, at least at least you know if you you hurt your knee, but you still were kind of a part of it with one of your students fighting in it, right? So yeah, yeah. Um, another one I wanted to ask you about um, is you hear it quite quite often about you know when two guys are sort of reaching a high level and they both are part of the same camp, um, there's always like the discussion of, you know, would they fight each other? It's the same with back in the day when there was tournaments and you had like two guys who sort of trained together that were on either side of the bracket. And the, you know, the question was obviously, you know, would they fight each other? Is that something ever that ever happened to you? And, you know, how, how did you feel about ever having to potentially fight like a training partner or a friend? Well, well again, my fighting, idea was I was fighting to kill it was about trying to kill the person and I would never ever be able to want to kill a sparring partner or a friend so for me it was that was totally taboo you know I see Dana saying stuff like if you're not going to be able to fight a friend you're not going to be a champion you know you got to be able to do that for the sport you know that kind of stuff so you know I, I, I wouldn't because my idea was about life and death my idea was knowing that this guy was trying to going to try to kill me that night and I was going to have to try to kill him and I could never do that to a friend. So I would never, ever fight a friend. Regardless, if there was a tournament that we would have to fight each other, possibly, I wouldn't enter it. If there was a, you know, if we were in the same camp and then I was like the champ and then he came up and he was, or he was, a, my friend was a champ and then I came up and I was like the number one contender, I wouldn't fight him. You know, I remember hearing TJ Dillashaw, you know, how he kind of turned his back on Yara Faber, who really actually brought him into MMA. He turned his back on Yara Faber and went to Dwayne Lottoway. Mm. And I remember hearing an interview on him that, you know, it's like MMA is the individual sport. You want to be the best, you got to do what's best for you. So he pretty much said that, hey, what I did with Yara Faber is because I needed to do what's best for me and I'm the most important person. You know, looking at his mindset, he wants to be the best fighter in the world. And that's the most important thing to him. I agree he did the right thing. But for me, the most important thing wouldn't be being the best fighter in the world. My most important thing was to to have keep my honor, keep my loyalty to people. So being the best fighter in the world would definitely take a back seat to breaking loyalty to a dear friend that's helped me out in my life. So, yeah. you know, it, it, TJ's not wrong. I'm not right. It's just the outlook. Again, it's the outlook. You know, if, if Tyron Woody wants to fight for money, he's doing the right thing. I don't want to fight for money. It's not something I would do. TJ Dillashaw's main objective is to be the best fighter in the world. And and he's going to use and, and, and 
changed trainers, changed camps, no matter how much these guys took care of him in the beginning. If it's better for him, he's going to move there. That's his priority. That's the way he wants to run his career. Cool. For me, fighting isn't everything. It's not everything to be the best fighter in the world. For me, everything is to have loyalty and have these people that will take a bullet for you in your life after fighting, you know. So for me, fighting is a stepping stone to the real goal of living a life and, and you know, having family that would die for you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wouldn't give that up to, to be a better fighter. So, you know, that, you know it's kind of like that outlook, and you know, it's a little different, you know. So for me, my fighting, the, the reason behind my fighting wasn't anything like, you know, the fighters are today. So that's the reason why I would never fight a friend. I would never, ever fight a friend or even consider fighting a friend. Yeah, no, that, to be honest, that makes complete sense in my eyes. I mean, I, I've always believed that your friends define you. Um, so, you know, I totally get I could I, never imagine, you know. Yeah. It doesn't matter the amount of money to do that sort of thing. And, if, and, and you know, if someone like Dana White, who I really respect, is going to say, well, you'll never become the best in the world, then so be it. I'll yeah. never become best in the world. But you know what? If I have a bullet coming at me in slow motion and it'll take two days to get to me, I guarantee you no matter where I am in the road, I have more than a dozen people mm-hmm. right here in my room willing to take the bullet in front of me. Yeah. You know, how many people can say that? Yeah, no, so sure, so sure. Um, so just while we sort of wrap up this episode, just generally sort of going back to the whole sort of YouTube fad, is this, it's been growing now for what, like two, three years, everyone's sort of, you know, I'm real. Look, we're on YouTube right now. (laughs) Why? Because YouTube's something you have to do now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. What 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 do you think about it for like MMA though? Do you think it's good for MMA? Do you think it's uh, bad for MMA? Some people I hear some people say. What What What's your overall like impression of these guys sort of doing different, doing jumping outside the sport to do different things? I I think it's good. I think it's good for it, man. I mean, look how much exposure they're bringing to MMA. You know, all these Jake Paul fans see Tyron Woodley now say, oh, he was an MMA chap. What is this MMA thing? You know, all these guys that don't even ever watch MMA. Mm-hmm. I mean, mixed martial art is a big sport now. But, I mean, you walk into, you know, I, like, I, I actually met a real estate lady the other day to look at a property here. And the lady tells me, my husband loves to watch fighting. We love MMA. We watch MMA and UFC. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, she watched MMA and UFC. UFC is part of MMA. <laughs> and then she goes, yeah, he loves Conor McGregor. And I love Pacquiao. <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> so, you know what? When I heard that, I was thinking, wow, you know, MMA is huge, but you know what? It's still not, you know, yeah, like a major sport where people understand it. Yeah. You know, exposure that Connor has given doing his shit talking and whatever that I don't really like, but it's for the sport, man, it's huge. You know, Jake Paul, what he's doing for the sport, you know, I mean, I mean, I think it's all, it's all a, a, a farce where he's trying to, he's saying he's trying to do it for the fighters and call out Dana White. I, I don't think that's really his objective, but fuck the, 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 the eyes that he's bringing to the sport. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it can be bad, man. You know, whether, whether they're calling it a circus or he's fighting retired fighters or not. Hey, you know what, man? It's bringing ice to the sport. For me, I believe that it's a really good thing. And, you know, guys like, you know, Askren was retired, had, had back surgery, mm-hmm. was pretty much done. Got a half a million dollar payday. Yeah. 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 I mean, great. I mean, Askren did so much for the sport. Yeah. Uh, MMA. I mean, hey, come on. They reward the guy. You know, Tyron Woodley's on his way out. Mm-hmm. He wants to try boxing now. He's He was a very awesome champion, a good, great champion when he fought. Mm-hmm. Shit, I'm, hats off to him, man. He's going to make, you know, get a million dollar paycheck, possibly two million dollar paychecks. Why not, man? I mm-hmm. mean, I, I don't knock it. I don't knock it at all. I mean, their objective is to make money. Fucking all, all blessing to them, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I like seeing, you know, like legends of the sport when even in the, in the sort of twilight period, I've always, you know, when people sort of used to give criticism to Bellator for signing guys that, you know, were big names in the UFC that got cut, I never understood it. It's like you were fans of these people just because they're not performing at the highest level they once were. Why can't you still enjoy their fights, you know? Uh, I, yeah, I, you they're know. still good fighters. Yeah, exactly, right? And, and They're still good fighters. So I don't know. I I never understood it. That you know, because you can watch UFC you know, at the highest level. You know, on Saturday they had um the guy from Georgia, Giga, the, the kickboxer versus yeah, Edson Barboza. Brilliant fight. That was awesome. You could tell that's like sort of the highest level um in you know in the featherweight division. So that that exists, but it's fun to sort of have things outside as well. You know, it's fun to sort of see guys in the later parts of their career still go. You know, what can they do? So. I'm all for it, you know. If, if Chuck Liddell says he's fighting tomorrow, I'm watching it. <laughs> Wait, Chuck's fighting? No, I don't know. I'm just speculating. You know, you know, Chuck. Oh, never, oh, Chuck Chuck's always like on the edge to to doing something again. So, uh, like Tito and Anderson, I, I'll watch that. You know, I I, I want to see those guys. I want to see what they're up to. Um, and well, I, I you know hope, hopefully more people will sort of get that. You know what? Those especially like Tito and uh, Anderson. So they've done so much for the sport. Yeah. I mean, if we if we pay for their pay per view to watch them, we're help, we're supporting them. You know, mm-hmm. I'm more than happy to support them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and this this the thing that always surprises me is that people act like some of these freak show fights, as they call them, are, are, are new things. And it's like these have been around <laughs> since day one, right? I mean, you must Antonio Inoki, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, ex- exactly. That's predates everything um yeah, you must have yeah. seen it first firsthand right when like bob sap came into pride he came in like what the the event after your your fight with nogara i think um, yeah they, they bring akibono in they yeah. bring, you know so there's a huge history of it but uh i love it it gets me you know i'm always interested to see these weird fights and see, see what happens next. you know um no I'm, I'm i'm the very one that people would think that would be against it because i was the way I fought for honor and pride, and it was a martial art instead of a Joel. Mm-hmm. But you know what, man? You got to be real um, understanding, you know, re- ready to move with the times. And if I'm going to stand this on this whole mindset of martial arts, honor, I wouldn't enjoy martial, mixed martial arts today. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm turning that, you know, that, that, you know, turning down that fire and, starting this new fire on the entertainment of MMA and you know what I'm enjoying it mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed watching Connor you know fight Floyd you know you know you know the thing that I wanted to point out about that too man 
look how you know how hard a time Tyron had with um, um, Jake Paul. Yeah. Now after seeing that, now mm-hmm. don't you like Connor? What he did with freaking Mayweather? I know, right? You seen that? I'm like, holy shit! You know what? You gotta, you gotta give uh, Connor way more credit, man. He went with the best in the world, and he didn't look that bad. He looked pretty good. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Floyd carried him. Floyd didn't go as hard, maybe. People say Floyd, that, right? Floyd Mayweather compared to Jake Paul. Yeah. Look how good Connor did. I mean, considering how good Woodley did, Connor did way better. Connor actually went and boxed with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You could definitely, and yeah, I think if you look at the output, it, it's probably night and day different, right? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean uh, to be fair to Woodley, Connor was way bigger than, you know, it's the opposite, yeah. Carter's yeah. way bigger than Floyd, and Woodley was way smaller than, you know, so, uh, you know, what are oh, I know what you mean. It comes in swings, but the experience difference between Jake Paul and Mayweather is yeah. night and day, right? You're talking the best boxer, the greatest of all time, probably. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mayweather, <laughs> Carter, man. wow, pretty good after watching how hard a time Woodley had with uh, someone like Jake Paul who's only been doing it for three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, man, this is like, I'm actually excited to see who Jake's going to pick next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, like I said, I can't wait to see sort of what sort of fights get announced. <laughs> I'm sure Ryzen may be after someone soon, right? That's probably like a big one down Ryzen is actually in talks with Logan Logan Paul. I thought so. Yeah. They've already like flew in their private jet to go to Florida to, to you know, talk with him before before his fight with um, uh, fight? Mayweather. Mayweather, yeah. So they went to watch that. They went to talk about that fight, you know. So they went. They, they're already on the the promoter Saka Kibata is already meeting with Jake Paul. So there's there's talks happening. Okay, that's interesting. Oh, I'd like to know who they're gonna sort of match him up against. But yeah, you know, I want to yeah. see that too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe cool. I'll get in shape, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you do it, man. Do it. Take that, Pedro. <laughs> yeah, no shit, huh? <laughs> Oh man, awesome. Right. Well, uh right let's wrap this up. So thank you everybody for watching. Anson, any parting words before we no, leave? No man, um thanks you for watching. Again, you know, we you know, I know my, my sound is not as good, but when I get to back to Japan, we'll you know, start already purchase some mics and some earphones, so uh, we'll get better sound out of it. So, you know, bear with us, guys. Yeah. We're going to slowly get better. We're getting better with the way we speak. And, you know, James is doing super good with the, the, the introductions and stuff. So we're on a roll. Going to get better sound uh, when I get back to Japan in a couple weeks. So thank you for viewing. Um, follow, subscribe. Subscribe and uh, add all your comments. In. And I look at every single comment and answer every single comment. So if there's a answer that needs to be done, I'll answer it. So thank you everyone for coming by and thanks for staying up James and waiting for to do this. That's <laughs> uh, cool. If uh, anyone hasn't seen any of the previous videos, this is your first time watching, just check them out. We, we break down Ensign's career. We talk all sorts of topics. We do stories about wild nights out, uh, fan Q and A's. So if you haven't seen them, check them out. Um, they're awesome. And we're going to keep pumping out content, but yeah, thanks Ensign for today. And uh, we'll talk to everyone again soon.